It lies somewhere between the pit of your stomach, your racing heart, and your brain, somehow trying to keep it all together. It's an area we call the adrenaline zone. I'm retired astronaut Dr. Sandra Magnus. And I'm retired Navy fighter pilot Admiral Sandy Winnefeld. We're two adrenaline junkies who love spending time with people who are really passionate about pushing their boundaries as far as possible. For thousands of years, Santa Claus has delighted children by delivering toys on Christmas Eve. There's a lot of history here, a number of movies depicting his trials and tribulations, and millions of children who trek to shopping malls each year to tell him what they want for Christmas. Taking a sleigh around the world in one night would seem to have a lot of different types of risks associated with it, so we thought it made sense to ask Santa if he would join us for an episode to clue us in. And many thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Culligan Water. Everyone leaves milk for Santa, but did it ever occur to you that he might want some nice clean water during his trip? Or that his reindeer might as well. Well, Culligan's drinking water systems deliver the superior filtration and refreshing hydration you need to fuel your high-performance lifestyle. Learn more at Culligan.com. Santa was kind enough to take time out of his incredibly busy schedule at the North Pole to talk to us. So, Santa, welcome to the Adrenaline Zone. We know you're incredibly busy this time of year, so thanks so much for taking time for us, even though it looks like you're unable to appear on camera today. Well, thanks to thanks to you both. I, I I'm I'm delighted to be with you, and, and I do apologize for having to be off camera. But I, I should explain. I I'm up here in in North Pole Operations Center, and you know, as you can imagine, we we track the world's population very closely. I mean, precisely to be in fact. I mean, we we need to know who every little boy and girl is, where they are, you know, all what they want. So you know, our methods are are very closely held because this is, you know, what, what the government calls PPI, you know, uh, personal professional information, privacy information. And, uh, you know, we get in trouble if we, if we abuse any of that. So, you know, for proprietary reasons, we, we just, we just can't allow cameras in the ops center. Um, but, but let, let me give you a, a little sense of scale of North Pole operations. I mean, just some rough numbers. I mean, you know, they're a little over eight, billion people in the world uh, around a quarter of them are under the age of 15 that means that we have to come up with about two billion toys a year wow. maybe a little bit fewer because of the little naughty ones you know that, but that's that's not <laughs> such a such a big number and so our elves have been working their little buns off here to get ready lots lots of overtime we we give them 60 days of comp time uh, off after christmas so you know, if you if you do the math, uh, that means that we have to produce around 6.7, 6.8 million toys every single day, starting in March. Um, you know how we do all of that, and that's a that's a closely guarded secret. You know? And uh, if you don't have a North Pole security clearance, uh, we just we can only do audio. So I apologize. That's why we. That's why you can't see me. Well, you know, Santa, you mentioned the elves, um, and there are labor shortages everywhere, and supply chains are in chaos. So how are the elves handling it? Have you had any delivery problems in the North Pole? Oh, gosh. Yeah, we've had a lot of supply chain issues. You know, I, back, you know, in the... In the spring, I, you know, I, I said to I said to Melvin Elf, he's he's the chief of, of manufacturing, and I said, Melvin, you know, we 
there's a chip shortage and we better get on top of that. Well, gosh, in July, a semi-tractor of, of Pringles shows up. I, Melvin, I said, we're <laughs> computer chips, <laughs> oh, computer oh. chips, not potato chips. Okay, pal. So we had problems there, but um, you, you, know, you ask about elves. I mean, I'll tell you, you cannot get a good elf these days. I mean, ever since the great elf resignation, it's been tougher than blazes to get elves. And, you know, we, we, we thought about moving our manufacturing down to Florida, a lot of elves down in Florida. and Texas, and, too. Uh, yeah, Texas, we could do that, too. But, you know, if we were down there, we'd be up to our butts in elves. But, but you know, we can't do that. I mean, you know, all the kids, they, I mean, they expect an authentic North Pole toy. And we just we just can't betray their confidence in us by offshoring production. So we, we go into a lot of overtime, but we get it done. We get it done. So is it classified how many elves you actually have working in the North Pole? Yeah, no, I can't get into that. And, you know, I mean, some of these elves, I mean, when we try to hire them, they, they even want flex time. I said, there's no such thing as flex time when you're manufacturing toys. You know, you got to be in here. Get get your butt in the office. And so it's called commitment, right? Yeah, yeah it's commitment. But but we got a good team. We got a good team. So, Santa, the, the adrenaline zone is about people who take a risk. And, you know, here you are, you're riding a sleigh pulled by tiny reindeer. You're doing it in the wintertime, you know, cold and fog. How do you handle those risks? Oh, God. Yeah, we are. We are a risk manager's nightmare here. I tell you, we, we have a risk oversight committee and we've got representatives from all the various health departments and yeah, you know, we got air traffic control risks. Uh, we have risks of all the little reindeer who's damaging roof tiles. Oh, the insurance company's all over us for that. We're <laughs> we're working through that. Uh, we've got technology risks. You know, I mean, the sleigh is a very sophisticated piece of equipment, and so there's a lot of preventive maintenance stuff that we got to do to make sure that it's operational, fully operational. And you know, and then when I have to hop out and walk across a Icy roof. That's that's that always makes me just a little nervous, and then pop down the chimney. Something, yeah. Sometimes it gets stuck, but that's that's why God made Vaseline. And um, oh, and oh, and then there's the dogs. The dogs are they're they're always a problem. But you know, the, the guys down in the tech department they created a special treat for dogs. Put some right to sleep, right to <laughs> sleep, and so we're we're okay. We're okay with that. So we manage our risks. We got a lot of them. So, so I have to ask, I keep dancing around these classified topics, but so how many reindeer do you really need to pull a sleigh? Well, you know, that, yeah, you're right. That is classified. <laughs> but let me just, just a little bit. I mean, you know, of course, the hardest part is a liftoff, you know, when we get started because the sleigh is plumb full and that's when we need the, the most, most energy. And, um, and, but the, that's when the reindeer are fresh too, you know. And then, of course, we fly all over the United States, and the FAA has pretty strict rules on redundancy, you know, in numbers of reindeer in, uh, in case one of them flames out on us, you know. So uh, I really can't go into the, the numbers. But, you know, it's gotten a little a little bit easier over the years, um, you know, because, you know, toys are getting lighter with electronics, you know, more Xboxes and fewer ponies, you know, and, and it's it's easier to clean up the sleigh, you know, the next day, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, if a reindeer flames out, does it get to ride in the sleigh? Uh, we've got a special recovery operation that we take care of that. Yeah. Ah, OK. okay. Okay. Well, that's good. You know, you mentioned earlier uh, going down chimneys uh, is a bit risky. 
Uh, why do you do that uh, anyway? Well, because it suits me. Uh, uh, suits, oh, suits, do you get it? Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, I know. Miss, Mrs. Claus ain't keen on my humor either. So, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Well, what if there, what if there's actually no chimney for you to go down? You pass the 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 kids by, or or you know, what if somebody left a fire burning in you know in a fireplace? No, that's simple. I just go right through the front door. You know, just don't you know don't don't ask me why I I can do that all over, but. You know, I mean, I'm a kind of a traditionalist, you know, and I, well, you know, I, I stay with the plan and pop down the chimney. It, it's the way I do it. One, two, three. So you have to be pretty good at locks then, huh, Santa? Oh, no, that's uh, we. I can pick through anything. <laughs> well, you know, um, you eat a lot of cookies and drink a lot of milk, right? I, I'm assuming <laughs> you know, people leave that stuff. And, and uh, you know, is there any risk there? And do you have a favorite cookie? Well, yeah, a snickerdoodles. I mean, when, <laughs> when 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 the good Lord ended the week of creation on the seventh day, he didn't rest, he made snickerdoodles. I just love them things, you know? Uh, I, I'll tell you, I've had about as many chocolate chip cookies as I can stand. I mean, I'm just up to here with chocolate chip cookies. But, you know, I still eat them. Uh, I, I don't want to offend uh, family. They They went to some trouble for me. And I asked about, is there a risk? Well, yeah, my cardiologist, uh, he's getting a little bit worried about all the cookies. And I tell him, hey, doc, I mean, it's just one day a year. I mean, give me a little slack here. I mean, we're, we we get through it. I don't tell him I eat cookies during work days, too, but that's another. But <laughs> an important safety tip, though, for our listeners, uh, snickerdoodles might get you a little extra toy, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah. yeah well, snickerdoodles. Tell them snickerdoodles. You give me snickerdoodles, there's a little something special there. Okay, good to know. You know, part of your job is, of course, interacting with the kids at the shopping malls around around the world and, and collecting information on what they're looking for. So there's a little bit of risk these days with COVID. So did you get all your vaccinations and everything to do that safely? I am my own herd immunity. I've, I've caught everything. All those little drippy noses, yeah, you know, I... <laughs> I've caught it all, and so now I'm immune to everything, you know. But, but, but let me just reassure all your listeners: uh, they won't catch anything from me. I'm a super spreader of joy, not disease. So nobody <laughs> has anything to worry about for me. That's good to know. And you probably have some pretty good elf care. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, we got, we got, <laughs> we, 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 first, first top of the line elf care. We're, we're good there. I don't know about you, but it's that time of year when I'm busy making my New Year's resolutions. Yep, with a new year coming, it's an opportunity to examine our health and lifestyle and commit to making changes. And one of the things you can look at is one of the most important things you do, staying hydrated. And Culligan can help. With cutting-edge filtration that can target contaminants as small as a single atom, Culligan's reverse osmosis filtration systems deliver the next-level hydration you need to stay healthy. Get started by scheduling your free water test at Culligan.com. So uh, every now and then, you know, at the shopping mall, you might run across a kid who, uh, you know, just doesn't believe in Santa Claus, gives you a hard time. What do you do about that? What do you call him? Oh, I, those are we, the elves, they, they call them rebels without a clause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just I always say, remember, if you don't believe, you don't receive. You know, pretty straightforward. Oh, harsh. Yeah. 
And and the name Old Saint Nick. How'd you get that name? Uh, you know. And by the way, how old are you, Santa Claus? Oh, <laughs> oh you can ask a classified question. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I you know I'll I can answer that. You know you know it started off in I started off as a young kid as a Catholic monk, and my name was Nicholas, and I focused on giving things to needy people, and that that was a big hit with the church, so they made me a saint, and uh, so that's how that got started. But now, how old? Well, I'm I'm 1,751 years old this year. But, you know, as they say, you know, today's 1700s is yesterday's 1500s. You know? Well, you're, you're looking great, Santa. For, <laughs> you're wearing it well. Um, but have you picked up any other nicknames over the years? Well, you know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, some people call me Chris Kringle, but I don't, I don't really like that. It kind of sounds like a fast food donut shop, you know, yeah. uh, you know, others call me Papa Noel. And I, I kind of like that. I, that's got a nice, nice ring to it, but my wife calls me something else, but we're just not going to go there. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. That's probably better. <laughs> so, so how do you know? If a little boy or girl has actually been naughty or nice. Data analytics. Uh, we do all of that down at the EDAC. That's the, uh, that's the Elf Data Analytics Center. Elvin is the chief number cruncher down there. Clever little guy. He's got a big brain and he's just wired for that. Uh, he's worked out all of these algorithms. I, I, you know, I, I can't go into that because a lot of it's classified, but. To be honest, frankly, I don't understand it. You know, I was an English lit major. You know, I don't. So now you, where do we get all the data? Well, we, we get, we've got a lot of sources for data. The internet is just replete and we're able to get pretty good read on it. And the EDAC does a great job of, uh, through their data analytics. So we're, we're, we're pretty confident about it. Now I do want to reassure everybody, you know, we, we follow the law and, you know, the European union put in something called the general data protection regulation. It's a, you know, it's a privacy thing. And, um, but we've worked out a waiver, you know, with EU so I can track all the kids and they know we won't misuse the data. I mean, we got a good heart. So I guess it's be careful what you put up, uh, you know, what you post <laughs> if you're a kid, right? Because Santa's watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be very careful. Boy, there's a lot of little naughty stuff those kids put on Facebook. I don't understand that, you know. Oh, I know it. Uh, so another question, and I, I hope this isn't classified either, but, uh, you know, how do you know when the kids are sleeping? Because aren't they supposed to be sleeping when you come whipping down the chimney and drop stuff off? Well, occasionally, you know, some kids pops awake and we use advanced technology for that. Now, um, Kevin is the lead elf down in the development lab and uh, he, he found a good solution. Um, what we do is we mount antennas on the, the reindeer's antlers, you know, and that, that gives you a wider aperture because they stretch out over, or so we get good aperture and good, good uh, gain on the antennas. And, and then that's all connected by Wi-Fi to the sled. So I can see the brain waves uh, of the children and and uh, we can tell when they're asleep. And, you know, if, if they're hanging on, you know, we just we'll just go on to the next house and we'll kind of loop back and pick up on them. They all they all fall asleep eventually. You know? But you, you mentioned earlier that sometimes they're not asleep. So what happens if they catch you while you're dropping off the presents? What do you do? Kevin and his team found a solution to that. Um, I know, I know you've, you've all seen that movie, Men in Black, you know, and they use that little flashy thing, the neuralizer. Oh, yeah. 
you know? Yeah. Well, one of Kevin's guys came up with that a couple of years ago. He, he won Elf of the Year Award for inventing that. Uh, very advanced physics in that thing. Uh, I think his name was Mervin, but, you know, we had a little accident lab, and I can't remember right now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I did get them to figure out a reverse function for it. And I use that on old Mrs. Claus when she's been in the eggnog a little bit and I, she needs to recognize me when I come home. Uh, maybe they else use it on you too. You never know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that, can, that can be dangerous. <laughs> that could be dangerous. I watch out for that. You know that. So you go shopping malls and you learn what children want for Christmas there, which is, it keeps you really busy, but you also get all these letters as well from children. I mean, all from all over the world. Also, how do you have time to read all those letters? Well, data analytics again. I mean, ah, yeah. you know, Kevin and his team have worked out a way to digitize all uh, the incoming mail. And we, we use machine learning and natural language processing to get it all down with, you know, with millions of kids. We just had to use technology to keep up with it. I, you know, I, I, I kind of miss reading the letters myself, but you know, it's just eh, too much now and I just can't do that. So it's all pretty automated at this stage. So uh, I know you've got a lot of reindeer and you've got your favorites that, that go around every year with you. And I, I love their names and I love the rhythm of, you know, now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blixen. And also Rudolph, of course, what a story. Uh, <laughs> well, now don't forget Olive. Olive. You know, Olive, the other reindeer. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got that. oh yeah, Mrs. Claus That's gets great. a kick out of that, let me tell you. So speaking of Rudolph, you know, I've been trying to follow the stories about, you know, his life, but I can't figure out his parents, who are Rudolph's parents. Can you illuminate us on that? Well, that, it was a dark night that night. And there's a there's a little ambiguity uh, about that. Now, according to the Rankin Bass Holiday Special, his father is Donner, and uh, his mother is a nice doge named Evelyn Donner. Um, uh, in the Good Times retelling, uh, Rudolph's father is Blitzen, and his mother's name is Mitzi. Uh, that we call her Vixen, you know, so I, you know, it remind it rhymes with Blitzen, Blitzen, Vixen, get it? I mean, I, I just love that. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, but to be honest with you, you know, we really don't know, we really don't care. But we do know Rudolph's had a girlfriend, cute little filly named Clarice. Nice couple, nice couple. So you think there'll be some more red-nosed reindeers in the future then? Well, uh, you know, that's why we give them a little comp time. Uh huh. Yeah. Got to get, got to take a break now and then. So uh, you, you mentioned Mrs. Claus. You know, how does she feel about the fact that you know you only work one day a year? Uh, is she employed? And if so, is she like the major breadwinner uh, for the family? Or she doesn't think I do anything. But uh, but I, I, I let me just say, Mrs. Claus. I mean, she she works harder than I do, and you know she she's she's the head cookie baker. You know, for the elves. As you can imagine, I mean, uh, these these little guys, they they love their cookies. And because there's an elf shortage, they're even demanding brownies. I mean, we have to we have Friday afternoon brownies to keep them you know, happy. It's uh, something to look forward to. Trying to get them to come to the office and not work from, you know. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. You just got to lean forward, you know, when you're looking for help. And 
you know, she's in charge also of the review committee that decides who's naughty and who's nice. And, and um, I have to I have to keep her away from the eggnog when we get to the adjudication phase of that process. <laughs> uh, I can imagine. Yeah, I bet that I bet that's hard. I have I have to ask, do the are the elves Snickerdoodle fans, too? Or oh, you know, they're they still are have a fondness for chocolate. Um, OK. Yeah. So, I mean, but thank goodness, because there would be no snickerdoodles left for me. Ah, yeah. So I have to ask maybe another classified question, but I've always been curious about how you managed to make it around the world in 24 hours. That's a busy, busy night. And the world's a big, big place. Yeah, well, we we do all of that planning down at the EFO. The EFO. Yeah, yeah, Elf Flight Ops. Okay. Oh, I mean, you know, of course. Now, yeah. now, Elvin is in charge of Flight Ops down there. Now, he's a retired command sergeant major. You you want an enlisted guy to run your flight ops. I mean, you know, you don't want an officer. I mean, you put them in the PR department, but you want a, you want a good NCO down in the flight ops because it's so much work that down there. He and his team are down there. They're, they're filing flight plans with the FAA and all around you know they got a lot of work to do, but uh, but let me tell you they do they they do a good job. You know, but I, I should say you know that it's I don't experience time the same way you do. You know, I mean I I mentioned earlier how how old I am. I don't feel old. I mean, well, on Christmas Day I do, but but it's <laughs> it's one of the reasons is that time is different for Santa. You know. Um, it's one of the reasons it's so hard to track the sleigh because we're we kind of operate in a different dimension. Um, physicists don't yet understand it. Uh, you know, it's something similar to what they mistakenly think of as dark matter and dark energy, but it's really it's really different. It's different from that. Uh, someday humans will figure it out, but not, they don't got it right now. And and I just can't tell you what that all is it's but if we can just use an analogy it's kind of a you know think about it how do i get all those toys world toys two billion toys into a single sleigh and it's really enormous inside you 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 just can't experience it when you're on the outside so you have to kind of think of it it must be kind of like a black hole event horizon i mean that's as close as i can come up to but i Anyway, I find it pretty amazing that NORAD's able to keep any track of us at all. And they, them boys have got big, powerful computers, I think. You know, I had never thought of the the high tech involved with, with getting around the world in 24 hours and carrying all those toys. It must be really special. How much did that thing cost? Oh, nothing. It was on the house. <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, On the house, yeah. Okay, you got it. Well, Santa, you have a great sense of humor, and it's really been great talking with you. We really appreciate you spending some time with our listeners, especially during such a busy time of the year. Uh, Christmas is coming up, and we hope that you have a safe flight this week. And uh, I'd like to go offline and tell you what I want for Christmas because I haven't <laughs> done that yet. So if you can spare a moment as we sign off, that would be awesome. Well, I wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas and hope that uh, we bring we all bring peace to the world here. We could use it. Um, uh, thank you so much, Santa. And again, have a safe flight. Thank you much. Glad to be with you. Like Santa, you're passionate about pushing yourself to new heights. Culligan's water experts feel the same. And as you can hear during this episode, Santa is embracing new technology to get his job done. And so does Culligan. 
Their smart reverse osmosis filtration systems deliver the ultra-refreshing, pure-tasting water you deserve. And their app also lets you set drinking water goals, see water quality information, and get filter change alerts. They make it simple. Get started in the new year by scheduling your free water test at Culligan.com. Wow, what a great discussion with Santa Claus. You know, I had no idea he or actually the elves were so technically sophisticated. Well, and of course, as Santa mentioned, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, actually tracks Santa on his journey each year. So we thought it made sense to talk to the person who leads that effort, General Glenn Van Herc, who is NORAD's commander. We caught up with the general at his headquarters in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So it was great talking with Santa Claus, but now we're privileged to speak with the person whose job it is to track Santa while he's on his journey. That's right, General Glenn Van Herc, who's the commander of the North American Aerospace Defense Command, otherwise known as NORAD, as well as U.S. Northern Command, is with us to kind of follow up and let us know how this whole thing works. General Van Herc, welcome to the Adrenaline Zone. We're delighted to have you on the show. Well, Admiral, it's an honor to be here with you, and I look forward to talking about Santa and NORAD Track Santa and the missions we do both at NORAD and United States Northern Command. You know, and let's let's start with that. You've got a big job as both the commander of the U.S. Northern Command and the North American Aerospace Defense Command. Can you tell us a little bit about what those two commands do? Absolutely, uh, Dr. Magnus. So in my NORAD hat, first, I'm privileged to be the 26th commander of NORAD. Uh, NORAD stood up in 1958. Here we are, gosh, 64 plus years later, in the NORAD hat, uh, a binational command with the Canadians defending North America. First is aerospace warning. If it flies, it emanates from space, it's a, a threat to North America, we identify that threat. Or it may not be a threat, both military and civilian. If it is a threat, then we do aerospace control as the commander of uh, NORAD. Uh, and we have fighters on alert each and every day to respond. The other mission we do at uh, NORAD is maritime warning. We track vessels all around the globe that could potentially present a threat to North America. Uh, but we don't prosecute those. Uh, we would pass that off if it's a threat in the maritime domain to the government of Canada. And if it's a threat to the U.S., I would execute that in my NORTHCOM hat. So as the NORTHCOM commander, we do homeland defense. And so uh, that could be maritime homeland defense, just as I alluded to, uh, ballistic missile defense. Uh, we also have the crucial role of providing defense support of civil authorities. So hurricane response, Operation Allies Welcome, which we did where we built eight small cities, uh, and we do theater security cooperation with our allies and partners in the region, Canada, Mexico, uh, and the Bahamas. Uh, never a dull moment here. Plenty of challenges of defending the homeland in both of my hats. That's a, a bigger job, I think, than most people really appreciate uh, with quite a span of uh, control. And in fact, you do have that uh, important job as NORTHCOM commander and NORAD commander. But amid all those impressive responsibilities, you somehow find time to track Santa's progress each year. Can you tell our listeners? how NORAD Track Santa got started in the first place. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I had no idea how big this was, Admiral, when I got here. <laughs> it is a major effort and uh, something that is incredibly uh, rewarding to be a uh, part of. It started in 1955 with the, the Continental Air Defense Command at that time in the operations center when Colonel Harry Shoup was the director of operations that night. In a local advertisement, a phone number was printed that happened to be the phone number to the operations center. It was supposed to be to a department store. 
where uh, they were going to answer calls uh, by Santa Claus. Well, uh, Colonel Shoup realized right away the little girl on the other end was looking to talk to Santa Claus. And so he talked to Santa and he, and he uh, played Santa and he talked to the young lady. But he realized that there were going to be many, many more calls over the course of that uh, day and evening. And so he set up the command center uh, to provide um, uh, support to everybody that called in. And here we are uh, now 67 years later. Uh, still executing uh, NORAD Track Santa. So it's all because of a typo. That's correct. It was an incorrect <laughs> phone number. <laughs> I love it. That's how missions get expanded, I guess. So let's get behind the scenes a little bit. Can you tell us how you really track Santa? Because he flies all over the world in a sleigh and is a very busy guy. Yeah, Dr. Magnus. So we, we utilize the same systems we utilize each and every day to track uh, various objects around the globe. And it starts off with our North Warning System, a series of 47 radars, very powerful radars that extend across the northern part of Canada and Alaska that are focused towards the North Pole, where Santa Claus is going to come from. Uh, as Santa Claus comes out of the North Pole on Christmas Eve, uh, typically he'll go towards the International Dateline and work his way west. Once Rudolph's nose is visible, we have a series of satellites, uh, not only uh, the radars, but satellites that detect the infrared signature of Rudolph's nose. Believe it or not, Rudolph's nose is a very powerful infrared signature. And then we have sensors and uh, radars around the globe with our allies and partners, my fellow commanders. And finally, when uh, Santa Claus approaches North America, we have NORAD fighters, our F-15s, F-16s, F-22s, and the Canadian CF-18s who respond and intercept uh, Santa Claus and ensure his safe journey through North America. So uh, even though Santa's taking a certain amount of risk, he's, he sounds like he's, if it flies, you track it. And then if necessary, you can come to his assistance. Uh. Well, you know, we all learned when we were younger how important Rudolph was for Santa being able to deliver the presents. Now it sounds like Rudolph's a major safety factor, too, since he allows you guys to keep Santa safe as he's moving around. Who knew? So uh, how does a, if I'm a young person and I want to track Santa, how do I, how do I, get onto your system to, to do that? Well, we have multiple uh, ways to track and uh, follow NORAD Track Santa. Even in the days leading up to NORAD Track Santa on Christmas Eve, uh, you can follow uh, on Alexa by asking about Santa's location. OnStar has a capability. Uh, our social media platforms here at NORAD as well, but uh, we have uh, uh, NORAD Santa.org, which is a website where you can log on to and interact. It's an interactive uh, social media capability to track Santa Claus, along with calling in to uh, uh, one, let me get the number, 877-446-6723. That's 877-HI-NORAD uh, as well. And so you have people manning the phones when they call into this number, what exactly are they doing? Are they just answering general questions? Are they providing direct tracking information? What do those guys, people do? You'd be amazed what they do, Dr. Magnus. So <laughs> it is a privilege and it is hilarious sometimes to answer the calls. But the bottom line is it takes a large amount of people to execute this. We have on order of 1,500 volunteers that answer about 150,000 calls uh, we have uh, 2 million followers and about 14 million people check into our uh, multimedia, uh, social media platforms to do this. So as far as the questions, uh, we get everything. And the most likely question you're going to get is, where is Santa right now? Uh, and so we track Santa and you'll be able to see that uh, 
if you log on, but uh, we'll answer those. Uh, we often get questions such as how fast is Santa, how many presents has he delivered, uh, et cetera. So it, it's really fun. And uh, my wife and I really, really enjoy the opportunity to spend a few hours on Christmas Eve answering those questions. Has Santa ever called in as a listener? I've not personally taken a call from Santa Claus. but uh, <laughs> I think he's pretty busy during that time, Sandra. I mean, yeah, uh, good he's... heavens. Uh, maybe Mrs. Claus. He's flying over the ocean. He might have a little free time to say hello. I'll bet Mrs. Claus is tracking where Santa's going. You know? <laughs> Just the way things work. Uh, well, Glenn, can you give us a sense for weather and how COVID affected NORAD's ability to uh, to do what it does on Christmas Eve? Well, Admiral, I'm really proud to say that um, we continued NORAD Track Santa through COVID. When I first got here in uh, August of 2020, I was approached with the option of canceling potentially NORAD Track Santa. And I said, I'm not going to be the guy that cancels Christmas. <laughs> so through innovative uh, leadership of the team here, multiple people uh, with great partners, we have multiple uh, commercial partners. We were able to transition to a, uh, a more social media driven. And also we were able to provide telecommunications where people could stay at home actually and field and answer calls from their home instead of coming together in a large room that could have uh, potentially uh, presented a health concern. So we can, uh, can continued on uh, with NORAD Track Santa. I'm really proud of the team. This year, we'll get back uh, to more of a normal uh, NORAD Track Santa and expect the uh, numbers to even continue to grow. But I'm really proud that we were able to do that for the past two years. Well, that's a major logistics, actually. And equal to Santa delivering presents all over the world in a single night. So I, I have to come back to these calls. The fact that you've got 1,500 volunteers tackling hundreds of thousands of calls is amazing. And so do you keep track of maybe what celebrities or VIPs call in or keep track of some of the more unusual questions that you get at all from year to year? We normally don't track who calls in by name. We don't ask names. We do end up with some interesting questions, and sometimes it's funny to talk about those after the fact. But uh, normally when you're answering the calls, literally it's pick up one, uh, answer that call, and when you're done with that call and you hang up the phone, the phone immediately rings. So there's not a lot of time to, to have that discussion while you're taking calls. That's amazing. I remember in my interactions, obviously, years ago, we got a call. It would just bring tears to your eyes. It was, it was a young girl who called and said, you know, all I want from Santa is for my little brother to get well. Aww. And he had some kind of disease that, you know, she was, that's what she wanted from Santa Claus. It was just like so touching. And you, and you get a few of those calls. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. We do. Well, th those are the ones that uh, make it truly special. The ones that it's clear uh, they're, they're firm believers. They understand the power of Santa Claus and they're expecting to uh, get that message delivered. So it's really an honor to have those conversations. If you don't believe, you don't receive, right? Uh, one thing I've always wondered is, is whether Santa, you know, flies over places, you know, that there's a little tension with, you know, like Moscow or Pyongyang, who are not exactly, you know, friendly with the U.S. and Canada. Any, any uh, insights there, General? Well, what I'm tracking is uh, if you're a believer uh, and you're in bed in the hours that Santa Claus uh, approaches your location that Santa Claus visits all those boys and girls. Uh, I think it's it's key that you're in bed. He normally comes between about 9 p.m. and midnight. And so I would tell all the youngsters listening right now uh, that make sure that uh, you're in bed. But as far as I know, he, he goes all over the world to those believers and those folks that are in bed. 
You know, you mentioned that this year you're going to have everybody sort of located in one spot, you know, like just like pre-COVID. So do you have anything anything special lined up for this Christmas now that everybody's able to get back together in one room? Well, just the event itself is special. But as far as um, not really anything that I would say geared towards NORAD Track Santa specifically, uh, just executing the event is a major, major effort uh, for our team. And I, I would uh, say thanks to all those that put it together. It's It's amazing to make it happen. What a wonderful event. It sounds like a lot of fun. A lot of hard work, but a lot of fun. It's pretty exhausting, I think, for the volunteers and the people <laughs> who run it. Well, General Van Herc, we, we really thank you for spending some time with us today in the wake of uh, being able to talk to Santa Claus. Uh, thank you for what you and your team do every day uh, protecting our country and uh, also Canada. Thank you for NORAD Track Santa Claus. I mean, it's such a wonderful event that hundreds of thousands of people look forward to every year. And we wish you and your team and all of your families uh, a peaceful and prosperous uh, Christmas season. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, Admiral Winnefield, Dr. Magnus, thank you. I I get up every day uh, very humbled to have the job to defend our homelands, uh, knowing that this is the most uh, noble uh, job that anybody could have uh, when you serve. And so it's really an honor and privilege to talk to you today and to lead the men and women of both NORAD and United States Northern Command. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Well, what a great discussion with Santa Claus and General Glenn Van Herc, the commander of NORAD, which tracks Santa annually on Christmas Eve. You can follow Santa's Christmas Eve journey at noradsanta.org. And many thanks to Dr. John Hamry for assisting us with this episode. I'm Sandra Magnus. And I'm Sandy Winnefeld. Thanks again to Culligan Water for sponsoring this episode. A high-performance lifestyle like Santa's deserves high-performance water. Learn more at Culligan.com. We hope you and your families and friends enjoy a peaceful and safe holiday season. Don't forget to check us out on social media, and we'll see you next week. 